This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Well, obviously, he's one of the greatest players of all time. Take away all his home runs, and he still had 3,000 hits. One of the great defensive right fielders of all time. One of the great clutch hitters of all time. But way more important than that, Greeny, was the way that he carried himself with courage and grace and dignity through the chase of Babe Ruth in 1974, especially. Racism, hate mail was unbelievably terrible and yet he fought his way through that and never never held it against anyone as he moved forward never angry never bitter yeah I really say hey Aaron uh, just a, a the gentleman of gentlemen and yeah. uh well if that's the case a gentle giant uh, in the yeah. sport of baseball we lost in the in sports you know again he transcends baseball uh, and he transcends sports. I said at the top of the show, I think you could – there's a lot of things we talk about, and we live in this world. We live in this sports bubble, and we think uh, – we say it all the time around here. Like everybody loves the Jags, right? Like every – you said it. Uh, we were talking about Lot J. Not everybody watches the Jags. Not everybody knows Trevor Lawrence is coming to Jacksonville. Not everybody even knows Urban Meyer. But in our world, it feels like it, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean it feels – how do you not know it, Right. Uh, well, it's not the case. I mean, in reality, I'd say there's a good amount of people, especially here in Jacksonville. But if you went to the grocery store and you asked this common question about the Jags, you might get seven or eight people say, I know what you're talking about. There might be those two or three that don't. Without a doubt. But I said it about Hank Aaron. If you go to that gro- same grocery store, you ask those same 10 people about Hank Aaron, they'll know who Hank Aaron is. Absolutely. All 10 of them. Uh, and, and I think that's. That's how big he was. Well, and especially a guy that hasn't played the game in how long. Oof. But but, yeah, uh, but obviously, you know, just his skill set, the resume, the type of guy he was, like that's carried him. And it's going to keep on carrying him um, where people will always speak his name. And, and that's definitely um, a, a, it's definitely a rare thing, especially nowadays where, you know, sports can be so saturated and all this stuff. But, like, people will always know and always remember who Hank Aaron is. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. A lot of... Uh what baseball legends we're losing yeah. uh, in in these last uh, few months for sure. And Hank Aaron today at the age of 86. Let's talk a little bit about the NFL playoffs. We're going to talk Trevor Lawrence in just a moment, by the way. But uh, first, the NFL playoffs. Which is a better game? I give you one game to watch. Yeah. Which one are you taking? I got to go with Green Bay and Tampa. Really? I mean, come on, man. It's Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and then with all due respect to Josh Allen, and listen, I understand Patrick Mahomes. That guy's the future. Um, you know, the, the numbers are ridiculous right now. Uh, they probably only get better from years to come. But go ahead and give me, like, it's funny because we talk about history, right? And, and we talk about, you know, the GOAT, obviously, and Brady. And then you got, you know, the Rodgers, Ray, whatever they're calling him in Green Bay. Like, you got these two guys. But the crazy thing is they're playing at such a high level still, Brent. Right. Like, see, like why this game is so important to me is because it's almost like we're watching two stars. Eventually, they're going to fade out. Like, I mean, yeah. they can't sustain this forever. I feel like we we said that about like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady in 2011. <laughs> <laughs> we might have. Yeah, we very well and might. Here have. We are some 10 years later. And, we're still, and, and hey, Tom's still one of these years. <laughs> yeah. Now it's a different guy. Like, I feel like in 2031, we're going to be talking about this could be the end for Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I'm going to be honest, man. In terms of the, the Packer, you know, Tampa Bay game here, uh, it's a win-win for me because either Tom Brady goes to the Super Bowl and then I win another bet from you, oh, yeah. or you know, Green Bay goes, and I like to see Green Bay go. So yeah, you try to get some of that equity back with the pickle, I, oh, folks there's, in Wisconsin. There's a lot to get back. Brent. What kind of what kind of party at the pickle would there be if the Packers <sighs> are going to the Super Bowl? Kidding me? Seriously? Kidding me? Like is it well is it it's it's nine out of every ten people are Packers fans right like nine and a half at the pickle oh no like it's it's ten out of ten, 10 like out of 10. yeah because like you, it's not like Jacksonville like everyone's kind of like open to oh hey yeah, this is a Bears fan or this or, is a nah man like if, if you're in Wisconsin like some people will rock Bears jerseys but just be careful when you do that yeah. you know. Seriously, a lot of broken bottles. At a, lot, that point. a lot of broken bottles for sure. But I was actually I was in Eau Claire when Green Bay won their last Super Bowl, and we went out after that. Obviously, was it and, crazy. Oh, it was yeah, it was nuts. Um, so you would rather watch Packers? Uh, that's interesting. Uh, Packers Bucks. Where are you at? Uh, are you thinking Bills and? I mean, the, the Bills is a great story, obviously. Yeah, I do. Uh, I, I think the Bills story is cool because you can really feel the attachment between them and the city. I always say that I've said this and I won't go into long form about it, but, you know, I I think that's one of the reasons the, the Red Sox finally broke through. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like the Bills and their fan base, the way it's being perceived and, and the way it looks from the outside is a lot like the Cubs, though. And after all the disappointment and then finally winning it, it's like felt like they had the team to win it. They were going to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's what it feels like. The Bills feel that way. There's like this extra energy behind the Buffalo Bills right mm-hmm. now, and it's really because of their fan base. It's because of all the disappointing years, all the tables broken, all the bodies <laughs> broken probably because of jumping through those tables over yeah. losing years. <laughs> and so here we are. And uh, I, I feel like also if I got to sign up for one game, the question here is you get one game, but you have to close your eyes for the other game. Okay. All right, and shut off the TV. I feel like the Kansas City Bills game has a chance to be more entertaining. Really? Okay. And so I feel like I would sign up for that. And and also when you say I entertaining, know, more high scoring. I, I think so. Think. Okay. Yeah, I think okay. a little bit more like up and down. Maybe. I mean, listen, we have no idea how these work out, mm. but I think there might be more fireworks in that game. And I, I think the most intriguing player in the Final Four is Josh Allen, mm. because we know Brady can do it. Yes. We really think Aaron Rodgers can do it, and we've seen him do it anyway. That's correct, And sir. Patrick Mahomes has now done it. So you're waiting yeah. to see if Josh Allen can hit this next level. He's been terrific, mm-hmm. but can he be that terrific? And he's going to have to be to beat Kansas City in Kansas City mm-hmm. uh, for this to take place. So I really feel like the intrigue is there. And then if you really want to add even more drama into it, you can add the Mahomes injuries and what's going on there. So I actually think, believe it or not, and I understand the greatness on the other side. Mm-hmm. But I've watched that greatness for a long time. Yeah, you want the, I, the fresh new thing? And I might watch this other set of greatness for a long, long time to come. Yeah. I just feel like there is a lot more interest and intrigue in what's going to happen in this one. And I'll also say this. As much as Brady is Brady, and we'll, we'll get to our picks in a little bit, but, I mean, I just think it's so hard to beat Green Bay in Lambeau Field this time of year. Yeah. That crowd maybe changes that up, but it's almost like Mother Nature is bigger than the crowd. That's why I feel that way. The frozen tundra, Brent. And also, Green Bay's just damn good. Like, it's not a, they're not like a, last year was a little bit of a smoke and mirrors that they were 13 and three. This was, is like a well earned 13 <laughs> as, and three. As, as many Packer fans would tell you, it was, they were one of the worst 
13 and 3 franchises in all of history. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it felt obviously that way. They, like, you could see that. It was kind of well, like the Steelers they, being at 11 and 0. Like, yeah. you knew there were some warts there. But right? obviously, they, they got exposed in, in the championship game last year when they played San Fran. Uh, I'll say this, and you know how I feel about Kansas City. You know how I feel about Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. Like, I have them winning the Super Bowl. Um, and they're definitely an entertaining team to watch in terms of fireworks and firepower. But if I'm being honest here, what would put the AFC championship game over for me, over the, the Rodgers-Brady battle, would be if Cleveland would have won. If we're talking Browns-Bills yeah. in the AFC championship game, I mean, you want to talk about must-see TV? And, and listen, it, it doesn't make much sense, right? Like, I mean, obviously, you need Kansas City because they're, you know, they're the defending Super Bowl champion, you know? Like, you need that team that it's kind of the dynasty push, if you will. But you give me the Cleveland Browns and the Buffalo Bills, I mean, I'm not sure what, what ratings would do in that, like in terms of record or anything, but like I'm glued to that television the entire time. Yeah, the interesting thing about that one is I actually think if we had Bills and Browns, it would be the first time I would really be like, damn, we're missing the fans in the stands. True. Like I think True. I would say, screw coronavirus, COVID-19. <laughs> I said, if everybody gets it in the stadium, I don't care. Fill it up. Split it halfway down the middle like it's Florida, Georgia, and put the Bills fans and Browns fans in. <laughs> like that, because you to me, it. that game is more about the fans than it would be about. I get it, man. Which, which is pretty amazing, really. Yeah. We think that way about those fan bases, yeah. but like we can relate to those fan bases in Jacksonville, though. That, yeah. I think that's part of it. But it's like, I sorry, COVID. See, I could just see you campaign. Keep in mind, we have Biden in office now. All right. So every pump the brakes. But I can just see Brad, you know, in his, in his, but, and let's but, be honest. We're able to delay that be, for a week. It, it'll be his best Trump impersonation. It'll be like, <laughs> we're going to have the best fans here. We have, we have tables getting smashed. We have the, the dog pound. It's going to be the best, the best fans. And we need the fans here. So let's go, Roger. Come on. Come on, Roger. <laughs> and I would actually fall in line with that for that one. And here's the thing. For Bills, here's for the Bills thing. and Browns, Dude, I would have. I mean, like, it's one of those things where, like, I'm not going to it, but I want to watch that. Like, <laughs> I, I want to see him go mano a mano. Like, seriously, if you, you'd rather see the tailgating of Bills-Browns than the football game <laughs> Bills-Browns. Can you imagine, like, if you did? Like, that, this is what we got to be thinking about, Brent. Like, we got to do a show from the tailgate. No, we have no allegiance to Cleveland or Buffalo. But can you imagine, like, that scene and covering that? be unbelievable be where it's at. It be, it, so I agree with you. I, I like what you're saying. I think yeah. it would be kind of neat. But I do like – I love the Final Four. The Final Four is really good. Um, I'm a little surprised Buffalo made it to this point. Uh, we'll do our picks here in just a little bit. But uh, we got Blockbuster. You you want Star – this feels a little bit kind of like the, the way the NBA shakes out. Yeah. In the sense that it's star power. I mean, we got star power I in mean, the finals. Well, the – Miami Heat say what's up. Well, so, I, I understand, you know. but most years, in the last few years, you, you had Golden State against Cleveland. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's that you kind also of had story. Toronto, though, too, Brent. Eh, okay, maybe it's a bad example. <laughs> I'm just trying. No, I mean, no, let's be honest, though. Like, in star power, like, Jimmy Butler was the star. I mean, like, the, yeah. the finals yeah. made the star power. That's true. And, yeah. and Josh Allen is more Jimmy Butler right now. Yes, yes. How's that? Putting the team on the back. Yeah, like that. Are we rescuing this? Not bad. Right, let's, bring in, <laughs> let's bring in Martin Buckley to re- rescue it right now from Palm Beach Autographs. What's up, Martin Buckley? What's up, guys? I want to go tailgating with you guys. That sounds like a fun show. Yeah, well, uh, we got to go to, uh, let's see, what is, what's the show you've been to a million times? Um, uh, give me the band. Wrigley Field. Oh, Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Oh, I just like blanked out on shows, it. Brent. Just yeah. blanked out on it. But Pearl Jam, how many t- how many Pearl Jam shows have you been to? Uh, eleven. Wow. Was Which last is actually pretty low numbers. That's low numbers for Pearl Jam fans. Pearl Jam people would laugh, they'd scoff at those. Yeah, I thought you've been to more than that. But you've been to like, haven't you been like to the Wrigley edition or 
Oh, that's yep. the one to go to. Yeah. So every every show, every show at Wrigley Field. I think it's five five at Wrigley. Nice. Was last yeah. year the first year you hadn't been to like a big time show in like your life, or did you get to yeah. one in like January, February, or early March? My last one was um, Willie Nelson and family at um, one of my favorite places, the uh, um, the um, St. Augustine Amphitheater. Oh yeah, oh, a great yeah. show. That's awesome. And then um, I think after that, it was when me and you did the show out at uh, Sawgrass. I went and saw Gary Goldman, and then that was like when everything was getting shut down right after that. that okay. Was, that was the last of it. I'm missing it. I know yeah. Austin is too, man. Oh, I can't who wait you telling, for man? Who are you telling? Uh, I do – you know, listen, I don't go to as many shows as you guys do, but I do miss that. Like we yeah. started to go to more things, whether it was down at the amphitheater or Daly's Place here or the arena. I felt like we were starting to go to more – Steph and I and trying to – and do more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I miss that. I do miss that. How many Garth Brooks yeah. concerts have you been to, Brent? I have been to... 125. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I've been to just uh, two. Two of them? Okay. One that's, here in Jacksonville, one in Ohio. That's kind of like your dude, though, right? That's my guy. Well, you better step those numbers up. Then those are rookie numbers, Brent. Two, two concerts, <laughs> but one picture. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> awesome. went, to, went to a football clinic with Garth. Is it really? That's where I got the picture. Well, yeah, it was at Lee High School. Town, you right? never told that story. Yeah, no, he put. Not, he was. He was in town, and part of being in town is he. He does some, like a youth thing with. No, I don't know if every. Does stop, he know football? But he teamed up with some of the. Yeah, I think he knows football yeah. a little bit. I mean, he don't played minor league baseball. But, okay. Yeah, right. I don't know. Uh, I think he was an Oklahoma State guy. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. OSU. So, He's a huge baseball guy too. Yeah, He's obviously played in the guy. played a little minor league ball for a bit with Arizona, right? Wasn't Arizona? I think so. Um, yeah, and then the Mets. He played with the Mets organization, and he's, yeah. Padres, I think he's done it with a few teams. Huge baseball fan. And then, yeah, you're right, OSU for sure. All right, um, Martin Buckley from Palm Beach Autographs. Have you found the Urban Meyer baseball picture? So you can get them to like sign that and sell that in the store. I mean, are, are there a lot of copies of that out there from his minor league days? You know, um, years ago when Urban uh, first left Florida, um, I was doing a signing and I went to his house and he's a big collector. He keeps a lot of stuff. He actually put out a tweet today. I don't know if you saw. I saw it. It's terrific. Yeah. And he showed me it. He showed me like the Hank Aaron signature. And then he had some baseballs and different things like that. And he keeps a lot of that. He's he's really he he thinks that stuff's cool. The the my favorite photo is the one of him with that sweet mustache. I'm definitely printing some of those with the oh, coach's shorts. Yeah, it's fantastic. That's great stuff. Uh, I, we're going to talk about Trevor Lawrence here because I want to ask you about his value. Uh, you know, there's so much talk about New York and Jacksonville and all. You know, how much more money he would make than New Yorkers say. But before I do that, does Urban Meyer? I don't. We don't see this in your kind of line of work. Um, from a memorabilia standpoint, I think from a signing standpoint, we see coaches do that very often. Urban Meyer, I'm going to be fully honest with you. I told somebody else this today. He's created more of a buzz with the hire than I thought it would. I, I thought it would be a bump. It's always a bump when you hire a coach. I thought it would be a little bit polarizing. But there has been a an actual buzz in the season ticket stuff and all that. It actually kind of quieted the Trevor Lawrence yeah. talk for a while. Agreed. Can he... Is it worth doing a signing deal with yeah, Urban Meyer? Man, I mean, break out those three-quarter zips there, Martin. Do some three-quarter <laughs> yeah. zip Jaguars, Urban Meyer editions. Let's go. I I have a text message going right now with a very good friend of mine who handles Coach Meyer. Uh, he handle all he handles all of his memorabilia. He's a really good friend of mine, very respected guy in the industry. 
and I'm working on counts right now for his first Jaguar signings. We're going to do footballs and helmets and, you know, pictures of the stadium. And if there's a, you know, a good shot of him in the uh, three quarter zip, you know, out there on, uh, at the bank field, like, yeah, we, you know, we sold coach Meyer great um, coming off of 2008 and 2006 as a Gator. And then when he went to Ohio state, he sold terrific, you know, not so much in the store for Ohio state, but on our website specifically, um, so I think without a doubt, once we announce that we're doing a signing, that we'll have a tremendous amount of interest. And, and to your point, you know, no disrespect to any of the other guys, but like, you know, I never would have approached, um, you know, uh, Jack Del Rio or Gus Bradley or those guys, you know, to do a signing. But Coach Meyer, absolutely, we will be doing a signing for the exact same reason that you said. That's wild. Wow. Mark Buckley with us from Palm Beach Autographs. And I feel that, too. I mean, I think that's sincere. I think it's worth doing that. I, I think people will come out to see Urban Meyer. How much do you think, uh, obviously the success, but the does it make it so unique because the college jump to the NFL, but the college jump with three national titles and two different programs? I mean, you're talking about, uh, in your business, the uniqueness of things is very valuable. And so th- does that make it more unique than than normal? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good point. I think that a lot of people, you know, you know, we saw this once before, right? All the parallels right now are being drawn to Nick Saban, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, Nick Saban had obviously tremendous success at LSU, uh, didn't have so much success with the Dolphins and had unbelievable success with Alabama. So he, he, he did do signings on Dolphins items. Are they valuable? No, not at all. But, you know, people definitely, when he was there, wanted those and wanted those items. And I think people are going to have – and by the way, by the way, I don't think that's even, like, remotely a, a fair comparison because if, if you look back, you know, if, if Nick would have had – you know, if Nick would have had a Drew Brees come in here, what kind of career would he have? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the fact that Urban is taking this job – with Trevor and the money and the draft fix, I mean, he has a completely different situation in front of him. Um, I think an easier path to, to succeed, and um, he absolutely, he absolutely will sell. If if we get a few hundred Urban Meyer items and this team competes for the division next year, which I think they can, and I think both of you guys think that they probably can, we'll move through that instantaneously, very, very quickly, both in the store and obviously online. Well, that's cool. pretty cool. Uh, Martin Buckley with us from Palm Beach Autographs. All right, now to Trevor. This is really what I wanted to ask you about today, but I appreciate the insight on Urban Meyer, too. Uh, how valuable of a commodity, and again, your industry, will Trevor Lawrence be and is already? So without speaking out of line, I'll sort of like kind of tiptoe around this because his deal's not finalized. He, uh, his memorabilia deal is not finalized, but um, what I, the reports that I'm hearing are off the charts. It's going to be the one of the you know richest rookie memorabilia deals. It might be the richest rookie memorabilia deal, certainly the one that I've ever heard of. Wow! Um, but it, it's a massive, massive contract. And going back to what you said earlier, Brent, I, I'm starting with the way that the game has changed with fantasy football and people identifying with players. Yeah, of course, if you're in a New York market, you know, maybe there's a little bit of this or a little bit of that. But I think being in a smaller market like Joe Burrows being in um, Cincinnati, obviously he's still selling, you know, before the injury was selling like crazy and having a successful run. I think Trevor, we're going to see the exact same thing. Now, the one thing that people are going to probably be upset about here locally is 
he's going to get a massive, massive deal, which means that the items are going to be very, very expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's people aren't used to seeing that, you know, a lot of the guys that I work with here in town are local guys. It's easy for me to work with them. I take care of them. They take care of us. I think this is a national deal. This is the biggest guy in the draft. This is a completely new beast for Jacksonville in many ways. Um, You know, even Ramsey, you know, being a top draft pick, was expensive, but not even in the same not even in the same boat. First of all, he's a quarterback. He's generational. Um, there's a, he's got a million things going for him. So he has a huge, huge deal. And you know, once that deal gets signed, he'll do an autograph signing, and we'll post it on our website. And uh, you know, if people want stuff, they're welcome to buy it. But it's going to probably there's going to be a lot of sticker shock. You remember when we did the <laughs> signing with Timmy? There was a lot of sticker shock for people. Yeah, this is going to blow that out of the water. But, really? So that this <laughs> oh, is going to yeah. blow like Tebow out of the water? Hey, the, the ask, the, the the price. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be it's going to be really expensive, but it's also you know um, with that being said, it's it's um it's ten years you know removed. True. These guys make more and more money every single year. So whether it's an endorsement for a shoe or how much they're getting off their original contract or memorabilia, whatever it is, that number just, we keep seeing it tick up every single year, a little bit more, a little bit more. It just doesn't seem to really be a ceiling for it. It just keeps going up. Martin, when we talk about Trevor Lawrence, you know, coming from the University of Clemson, and you know, and that's in the southeast and everything, but he was able to win a championship there in Clemson. They're on the come up, you know, they have a pretty strong fan base now. Like, in terms of like buying the the merchandise and everything like that and the memorabilia here, like will Clemson fans come with Trevor Lawrence? I guess to Jacksonville. Like, I mean, does that generally happen, especially with such a big talent like Trevor Lawrence? Or maybe they buy something, but they kind of go on to the next thing. Yeah, I think that's I think that's very accurate. I think with a player like him, specifically being kind of close to Clemson, there, I think a lot of people will be like, you know what, Trevor's a Jaguar. I'm going to get a Trevor jersey or. You know, they're going to um, – some people might want to just, um, you know, have the Clemson items. But sure. I think there's certainly a, a, a big group of people that are going to jump on board because, you know, there's a lot of Clemson people that live here in town or maybe an hour and a half away or two hours away, whatever it may be. So it'll be easy for them to kind of follow their favorite player. And if he has success, then, you know, they'll, the Jags fan base will grow. But, you know, we see that. Um, you'll see that with – you know, guys like uh, Tim is another great example. There was a lot of Gator fans that became sort of pseudo Bronco fans there for a little while. So I yeah. think that you can definitely de- definitely see that that uh, crossover for sure. All right, we got to run, but I'm going to ask you real quick. Uh, was the Burrow deal huge last year? It, it was huge. And not only that, it was coming off of a Heisman yeah. and maybe the best season ever. Like, so, you know, his hot market at Clemson, you know, that national championship's long, long done. There's no Heisman there, and it's it's like double. Wow. And, and, and so what's, what's fascinating, one last thing, it, like Minshew was the character more than the player in a sure. sense, you know, and not to take anything away from his playing. But Absolutely. this is all based on his performance and what kind of quarterback people might think he could be, right? I mean, we don't even really talk about the character or the personality of Trevor Lawrence. I think that's exactly right. I mean, I don't want to – you don't want to put the cart, be- cart before the horse, but the way I look at this from like the business side of it is this very much, I think you guys will probably agree with this, this feels very similar to Peyton Manning. And yeah. when he came in and, you know, understanding that, you know, he might need a little bit of time, it might take him a little while, 
I'm not, I don't know if he'll have the career that he is, but in terms of his brand and his impact on the NFL and his impact um, with all of his business and all of his dealings, it very, very much feels like that. There doesn't seem to be a ton. I'm not, I don't feel real risky about investing in Trevor Lawrence. It seems like a very, very safe investment. Wow. Martin Buckley from Palm Beach Autographs. Check him out, palmbeachautographs.com. Also in the Avenues Mall as well. Hey, man, I love when you come on. We could spend like an hour with you. Very educational. Thanks for taking some time. Always, guys. Hope to see you all soon, and whenever you need anything, let me know. You bet. We'll have you on again. That's Morton Buckley from Palm Beach Autographs. Uh, by the way, on the Dream 18 card, you can get 15% off Palm Beach Autographs, uh, well, memorabilia, yeah. uh, you know, when you buy. So, uh, one item. So, go. Well, maybe when that chart of stuff comes in, I'm going to say, need that. you might want to start floating up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you can go to ESPN690.com for the Dream 18 card, and Palm Beach Autographs, part of the discounts, uh, along with discounted golf and free stuff. Uh, check it out and check out PalmBeachAutographs.com. I love that. I love talking that stuff. Martin's yeah. so awesome on yeah. that. Yeah, he knows the stuff. But that's like a wow thing. Like I didn't realize it would be that Ever. big. Hey, New York, take that. Yeah. Take that, New York. Who do you think was like has been like the second biggest? Like, if he does break the record, whose record is he breaking? I mean, maybe it's just an incremental thing because I mean, of the yeah, year, like you were saying. Like with, salary cap you just said it might double Joe Burrow. Burrow was a big thing last year. How big was Johnny Football? That's a good question. Was he big? Maybe I'll try to find the answer to that. We should we probably should ask him. We could, but we'll run out of time. <laughs> yeah, it's going to kill us. We're going to do our yeah. picks when we come back. Let's Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Austin Lane. The beer that made Milwaukee famous. Giannis Adekempo, big sign, the deer that made Milwaukee famous. Brent Martineau. I can buy that. Yeah. Okay. It's all, it's all I'm throwing out there. I can definitely buy that. Hashtag and trademark. So if somebody tries to steal it, I'm suing you. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Last game. Last game, I was 16 for 35. I threw for 160 yards. I had two INTs. Okay. Zubin, whatever the spread is on this game, give it to me and more for Green Bay. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Like, I, this is going to be a touchdown or more. I, I don't know why people love to kind of pour gasoline on somebody who is already one of the most competitive people that you ever meet. Whenever you hear Aaron Rodgers, a guy when Jordan Love gets drafted, he'd be like, all right, cool. Like, I got you. Like, I, I don't know why people provide ammunition for people like that. And, yes, it may have been white noise what I heard Bruce Arians say, but then I hear something like that. I'm like, that's just stupid in my opinion. I'm not even paying attention. I'm on Twitter right now. Who is that? I don't Who is it? That's Jay Williams. Oh, Jay Williams. Yeah. Jay Zubin and Keyshawn. It's a, ESPN it's a great 696 show. a.m. until 10 a.m. It's a great show. Great show. Hey, I've got Hooters texting us right now. No, we just had the greatest moment in the history of our show. You want to talk about I mean, sometimes. it's coming up with Brendan Ponsel from JacksCoastalHomes.com as well. But Yeah, yeah. No, it's a great, too. Hootie. Yeah. Not Hootie and the Blowfish. No, no, but he's good, too. He's good. Some, some serious. But Hootie from Hooters. Yes. To the mascot, if you will. After sharing your story yes. about Hooters and Joe Cullen. And he actually listened to the story. Hootie says, always here if you need to talk, bud. Yeah. I and mean, he tagged you, Austin Lane. Take me in it. Yeah. I, I'm on the Hooters radar right now. But you know what? I'm not. We are because we're a team. You, I appreciate you carrying me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and by the way, like, 
We both got jacked up about Hootie tweeting the show. Yes, you better believe it. I mean, we, I said it's the greatest moment in the history of our show. I think it is. Going to Hooters tonight. I mean, the bar's a little low, but you know what? True. I'm small I mean, sample. Oh, hi. <laughs> small sample. Um, Brent, I'm with you. Let's go. And you know what? Like, this can be some kind of crossover that we can do. Like, if we get the endorsement, we'll see what happens there. But I'm just saying, if Coos moves on to greener pastures, we can start recruiting someone to come take his job from Hooters. Every Thursday, <laughs> we could recruit that. Every yeah. Thursday. I don't know Hooters. if I'd be offended. <laughs> you should be, because yeah. that was an insult. Uh, no, it's not, no, no. Actually, Best wings in Jacksonville, actually, I'll tell you what. Hey, listen, out of all the times you might be replaced in your career, Coos, this would be from the compliment department. Okay, okay. <laughs> can you hula hoop? I can. Good, though, or not? I think I'd be pretty decent. Uh, well, I'll be the judge of that. that we'll see. You can't. Is it, do you, you hula hoop like you golf? <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's bring in Brandon Ponzo from JacksCoastalHomes.com. Sorry, uh, Brandon, we got a little excited. Big day on our show, Brandon. It's a big moment. You're part of it. How you guys doing? <laughs> and we're good. Okay. Never been better, Brandon. Never, been better. Never so, been better. I know you just jumped in, but the story is he uh, Austin played for Joe Cullen, who looks like he's going to be the defensive coordinator for the Jags. Uh, when he when Austin was playing for the Jags, he was the D line coach. Yep. And so he was telling stories earlier in the show about Joe Cullen, and one of them had to do about a tweet that Austin had uh, about Hooters, mm-hmm. a trip to Hooters. So yes. um, that's how we got here, Brandon. I just nice. wanted to update you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, is Austin a big fan of this hire? Uh, as far as Joe Cullen's concerned. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Brandon, yeah. I I have old uh, playbooks, I have old schemes, so like, yeah, I mean, I. I'm excited to cover a guy that I actually played for before. Yes. And, uh, so yeah, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Looks like Daryl Bevel on the offensive side. I think it's kind of like somebody asked me this the other day. I said, I'm in a little bit of an urban I trust mode. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, you're not going to like every single thing that happens. It's trying hard to get over the moon about everything. Mm-hmm. But you got Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer right now. You know what? I don't need, I don't need like, oh, I'm not going to be a buzzkill about yeah, that. Yeah. Brent, you know what? Urban's got the keys of the car. We're sitting in the back seat. Just don't kick his seat and see what he does. Trust, <laughs> trust the process. Exactly. That's the process. Speaking of kicking the seat, how many kids are kicking your seat right now? <laughs> uh, just, just the uh, one-year-old. <laughs> uh, I asked this question earlier in the show, Brandon Ponsel from JacksCoastalHomes.com. When you join us every week on the picks, and by the way, you're killing us um, on the picks. But I asked this question, if you could, if I could turn your TV on for just one of the games this weekend, but the other one I'm going to turn off, which one are you picking? Give me, give me Brady or Rodgers. I mean, plenty of time, plenty of, plenty of years to watch Mahomes and uh, Josh Allen battle it out. Thank okay. you, Brandon. Thank you. See, Rodgers, Brady, that's, going that's matchup. We've never got to see that matchup either because they've been in, never met up in the Super Bowl. All right. Well, then let's start there. Bucks Packers, three and a half for the Packers. That's it. Just uh, three and a half. We're going to do the over-under as well, but what do you think in this game? Uh, do you like the pack at home? I've been super bullish on the Packers, and so I saw something in that Bucks defense last week, and I think they're going to keep it close. So I'm going to take the three in the hook and take the Bucks plus three and a half, but I do think the Packers uh, advance to the Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, how about the over-under, 51 and a half? I'm going to go with the under. I think uh, both – both teams are gonna, um, gonna kind of fill each other out, and uh, I think that Bucks defense is gonna come to play, and I think it just just barely goes under high forties. 
Listen, Brent, as far as I'm concerned, I would do myself a disservice and my community of Iowa, Wisconsin a disservice and the pickle a disservice if I don't pick the Buccaneers here. Because every time I go against the Packers, I go with the Packers twice and they burn me. When I, when I go against the Packers, they make me look foolish. So in honor of that, I'm taking the Buccaneers over. And by the way, uh, Antonio Brown's not playing. Not playing. He's been ruled out. Yep. So that's an interesting development in this game. Uh, I'm going to take the Packers here, guys. I, I like the Packers, but I do like the under. I, I think these are two quarterbacks that will sustain drives, mm-hmm. which means uh, limiting drives and therefore scoring opportunities. Yeah. And so I'm going to take the under uh, here. So you say Bucks over. Yes. I say Packers and under. All right, let's move to the next game. Bills and Chiefs, three and a half. The Chiefs are uh, favored by. What do you like, Brandon? The Bills Mafia. They've got they've got the juice. They've got the swag. The Chiefs are uh, just haven't played a lot of meaningful football lately, and now Mahomes is uh, banged up. Uh, I think the Bills go in there and uh, definitely cover. Look out for the uh, outright win and wow. the Super Bowl. Wow! Wow! Uh, what about what was, what was uh, fifty-four? Is the total here? Fifty-four. I'm going to take the under on that. Playoff games are a little tighter. I, you don't see high-scoring games in the playoffs in the sixties, so I'll take my chances. It stays under. All right, Brent. Go ahead. You know how I feel about. It. I got the Chiefs winning the whole thing. So go ahead and give me the Chiefs uh, minus three and a half, and give me the uh, under. Chiefs and under. Okay. You know what? Okay, I'll do this too. I, I try to stay away from saying just because I picked the. Earlier, I'm going to do it this way. Sure. But I think I am going to come on the Bills side for this. Good. There's a feel. I have this gut, kind of like you, Brandon. I got this gut like I said earlier in the show, the wave of support for the Bills right now. I think even other teams around the country feel like that's kind of cool story. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bills fans have suffered a lot. And then, by the way, we will flip the script and say, will they ever win a Super Bowl? Because if they go back <laughs> and lose again, well, that's a different story. But I kind of feel that wave going and I feel like. The Chiefs, man, they might have been a little lucky to survive last week. If you go all the way back for the last month, they haven't played unreal football. You can make the case the Bills have played better football. Mm. So I'm going to take the Bills, and mm. I'm going to go over in a shootout. Ooh. Josh Allen outduels Patrick Mahomes wow. in a shootout. Okay. How do you like that? How do you like them apples, they say? Um, Brandon Potzel from JacksCoastalHomes.com. Real estate business picking up, man. I mean, now we're into the new year. The holidays are in the rear view. Uh, what's it's happening in the be, real estate world? It's, it's just going to be a crazy, crazy hot year. There's a there's a big kind of transfer of wealth. You're seeing it. You don't see it on Main Street. You're seeing it on Wall Street, and you're going to see it in the stock market. Lots of people are, are doing well in this pandemic. I know there's a lot of people suffering, but uh, real estate is a finite asset, and people are acquiring investments, and the great holding um, and, and the market in Jacksonville is going to be hotter than ever in 2021. So um, don't wait, though. Don't try to time the market. If you're in the market to buy a home, just find something you like and move forward with it. Interest rates are still phenomenal. Yeah, that's good advice. And by the way, you've been bullish on it for months, ever since we had you on. I mean, you've been saying that 2021 is still a hot market. Uh, Is it the typical areas, too, or are there some areas under the radar now that you've gotten to know the Jacksonville area even better, uh, you know, Nocatees of the world, the beaches, you know, Neptune Beach, Atlantic yeah. Beach, are those still the hot spots? They're, they're pretty much you can throw a dart and almost anywhere in Jacksonville is going to have some, should have some good gains over the next five years. Uh, obviously, the beach has the attraction of uh, 
you know, higher end investors uh, who want you know close to the water property. You, uh, but really, there's not a there's not a bad area to really invest in. Even speculative purchases downtown banking on a redevelopment. Um, so there's. It's just Jacksonville's got a lot of positive momentum right now. All right. Brandon Potzel from Jack's Coastal Homes. Go visit him at jackscoastalhomes.com uh, and uh, check out uh, the website for all your real estate needs. If you're buying, if you're selling, if you just have questions, we love uh, kind of grilling Brandon oh, yeah. about the real estate market and, and educating ourselves and you at the same time. Hey, enjoy the games, man. Have a great weekend. Yeah, you guys, too. Thanks, guys. All right. Uh, that is Brandon Potzel. Uh, jackscoastalhomes.com. Brent, what? how come we don't do the UFC picks? We have Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier. We could win Conor, Dustin, and then over or under two and a half rounds. Let's do it when we come oh, back. We can't do it now. Well, the, I the, 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 the segment's over. Brandon's gone. Hooters was watching. That was our chance. And you blew it. What? They're not going anywhere. Who's not going anywhere? Hooters. They're going to still watch the next segment. But, but, but they responded back again. Again? Yeah, man. We're on a roll. Locked and loaded. We need like a hootie here. Yeah, we, let's get a hootie in the studio. A neon hootie. And then a, and then a neon Darius Rucker to go with the hootie. <laughs> yes. Back-to-back <laughs> hooties. Back-to-back hooties. I let's like go. This. Only, hey, we're also going to find that. We better get some wings. I'm not that. sure if I have to dump that. <laughs> you gotta dump that, man. That's all good. Yeah, we gotta get it's some like wings. I said, tids. We're fine, man. Okay. All right, oh boy. Uh, when we come Touchdowns, back, man. I do want to ask you about USC. McGregor we'll see. is yeah. back. I don't think the show takes UFC are, very seriously, Brent. So it's fine. It's time to do yeah, it. Yeah, McGregor's good. Are Boy we? Is good. Are we giving? Punch him. Is he really? Or is punch McGregor going to kill him? <laughs> uh, it, and we giving away something too. I think UFC. Really. Yeah, How about yeah. That? A, a really cool gift, actually, or a prize. I guess you'd call it a prize. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Do you, do you know what it is? <laughs> I do. I kind of skimmed over. Explain to me. This is this is a really unique way to watch the UFC pay per view. Do you think it'll okay. be Spoiler. like? Away going forward, people are going to do this more often? It makes a lot of sense. Okay. And if that's not a tease, I don't know what is. Ah, we'll be back, and yeah. you can win and hear more about some fight on ESPN 690. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go with a Hooters mention. <laughs> think there was one miss in our industry of 2020 and that was only using Connor one time. Connor fought on January 20th of last year and he made it very clear in his post fight speech, I want to fight three more times this year, give him a total of four. He hasn't been back yet uh, since. That wasn't his doing. He asked to fight, he trained to fight, he was ready. I think if we're all fair with ourselves, that was a mistake of 2020. I don't think Dana White lets it happen again. Back this weekend. He is. Fight Island. Do you know who that was that was uh, talking there, Brent? So I can go ahead and collect my point and you get a minus one? He's been was on the show a couple uh, times. Uh, not Helwani, but the nope. uh, uh, Kale. Kale, yeah. Kale, yes. Kale Sonnen. Kale Sonnen? Kale? Kale Sonnen? What is it? Is, is he chock full of antioxidants and vitamins? <laughs> Kale Sonnen? Chale Sonnen. Chale, Chale. C-H-A-A-E-M. Missed it by that uh, much, Brent. That's pretty good. Uh, that wasn't bad. But, you know, Kale. So you, just, you don't kale, get a point. Kale, Kale. You, you don't get a point for by that. By the way, though. if I never had heard him before when we did interview him, I would have called him Kale. For sure. Right? Well, like I would have said he just spells Kale differently. And you know what? And that's why I do the MMA interviews. And, <laughs> that's and, true. And, and that's why you're never around for I mean, my guess. I didn't care if he talked baseball. If I yeah. saw it C-H-A-E-L, I would say Kale. You're going Kale. I got you. I would think it would be a, the, the, more of a K sound than sure. a Ch. A Ch. I, I mean, that's C-H, Brent. I'm not sure if you've been to a school before, but Ch is C-H. By the way, like, 
Coos tried to give me a hint on that. I heard him say Sonnen, so I had to come up with his first name. That's oh, that's so then happened. you didn't even know his last nah, name, did you? I, yeah, okay. I well, uh, if he had given me his first or last, I would have put it together. Yeah. But now I wish he had, wish he had said Chael instead yep. of Kale. Well, hey, nobody talks it better in MMA than ESPN 690. We got Kale Sonnen on talking. What do you think about what <laughs> of the McGregor fight? I mean, should, can I just talk about the whole card quick? You think or not? Or should I just go McGregor? Well, uh, we can talk more about. It. I want to okay. give you enough time. I got you. How about you. this? How about how about we talk about how we can give away something? I like that. Now, uh, this is a very I'll, unique I'll, prize. You here. can talk about the card because I, okay. I want to give you a chance to talk about the card. Thank you. In the five o'clock hour. But uh, well, no, you just don't. You run out of time, man. <laughs> give me one thing as the show is going to an end. Yeah, I got you. I got yeah, you. Okay. you, you uh, but overall, the fact that is there any surprise that McGregor's back? Uh, how big of a deal is it right now? Like, how yeah. much do you think the me, the casual, mm-hmm. will be locked in to see what happens with, with you know, McGregor? Yeah, you know, I'll say this about Conor McGregor. You're seeing the next evolution of Conor McGregor because what put him on the map in the first place, it was the brash talking, right? It was the style. Um, it was the mic skills. It was the swag, if you will. And he had the skill set to back all that up. Well, now what you're seeing, and keep in mind, this is a rematch with uh, Dustin Poirier here that they fought uh, a while ago uh, where Conor McGregor knocked him out in Ireland. But this is a rematch. And that that first fight had a lot of bad blood. You know, like they couldn't stand each other. McGregor was doing the classic McGregor, you know, Conor McGregor uh, trash talk. This is a new Conor McGregor. We we see his son around a lot. Um, this is like a family man, respectful Conor McGregor. So with that being said, it's going to be interesting to see if that fighter is still there. Because let's be honest, Conor McGregor doesn't need to fight for money anymore. Like yeah, we, we always talk about, we always talk I mean, about prize fighters. Yeah, he's got the whiskey, man. Proper. So, so proper number twelve, I believe. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, like this guy doesn't have to fight for money, and that's a big reason why people want to fight because they're called prize fighters for a reason. You get in, you get out, you make your money, and you still have your health. McGregor is talking about a legacy now. He he wants to go down as the best MMA fighter of all time and one of the best mis- mixed martial artists of all time. So this he isn't fight, already there. He's not there. Okay. In my opinion, he's not there. So this fight right here, and then the fights coming up because I don't think he's gonna be done after this one. I think he's got at least three or more fights, maybe even this year yet. Dana White's talking about these fights coming up now are for the Conor McGregor legacy. All right. Uh, how about this? This is kind of cool, right? We're gonna give away this now. Kuz, you ready? If we do this, it's a cool prize. Uh, sure. 904-362-9901. and uh, we got a we got a couple of these, so you can win. Doesn't have to be caller three. First, first come, first serve. It's a one night only event. Tomorrow night at Epic St. Augustine pop-up drive-in. Yep. Limited quantities. The early bird general admission tickets are $59 while supplies last. General admission tickets are $69. All tickets are sold per vehicle up to six people, but we're giving away a couple of these. So what we're talking about basically is you can go to a drive-in theater, watch the UFC pay-per-view, in the luxury of your own car. Yeah, with Pretty a group neat. of people. With a group of people. Right? Yeah, so absolutely. 904-362-9901. If you want one of those for the uh, epic St. Augustine pop-up drive-in, you can call right now. I call mean, Coos. Yeah. And if you are looking for tickets to that event, Ticketmaster.com for that. And I'm not sure like what the weather's going to be like, but can you imagine if you got like a truck or something like that for tailgating? Dude, tailgate during the fight. Why not? It's drive-in. Drive-in UFC fight.
That's kind of cool. That's not bad. It's a good. Uh, that's I, not I like bad. It. That's I being like creative. That. So uh, there you go. Nine zero four three six two nine nine zero one. If you want to go, give Coos a call right now. Nine zero four three six two nine nine zero one. While supplies last, while the giveaway lasts here on ESPN six ninety. I do want you to break down the card a little bit yeah, more yeah. on McGregor because it's a big story of the weekend. It's more than give me one thing. It's it's definitely that. <laughs> and uh, we'll also talk a little more about the Jags and what's going on in the landscape of the NFL and how the catering to players is happening in a big time way in most organizations. Mm-hmm. All eyes are on Houston with what's going on. But there's a reason why I think we're hearing some messages from these newly hired coaches that cater toward the players because you don't want what's going on in Houston. You don't want what has happened in Jacksonville over the last couple of years. I want to talk about that a little bit more when we come back on ESPN 690.